Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show presented by Sling. It is game week. It is the first Monday press conference day of the season in earnest where everybody's playing. Everybody's having their Monday press conferences. You're listening to this on Tuesday morning, which means we have had some time to digest some of these things. But I think we have to start, Ari, with Jim Harbaugh refuting our theory about his quarterback competition and about how he decided he's going to handle it. Yeah, and it's much bigger than that. Much bigger. So So, It came from the heavens. That's right. To refresh your memory, he's going to start Cade McNamara, the incumbent starter who led Michigan to a Big Ten title last year, in the Colorado State game on Saturday. Next week, he will start J.J. McCarthy, who is the higher-rated recruit, higher-ceiling type guy who played significant snaps last year. He will then decide how he wants to handle it. If that sounds exactly like the NFL preseason, it's probably because that's what it was, except that's not what it was. Our friend Angelique Shingelis from the Detroit News provides this video clip of Harbaugh explaining the reason why he decided to do it this way. I mean, it's uh, the... uh I mean, it's a it's a process. It is a process. I mean, to, for me to stay, stand up. I mean, no person. I mean, that's biblical. No person knows what the future holds, and um, it's a process. It's going to be based on performance. Uh, but we don't. We're not going to withhold, you know, any any good uh, any good thing. It's uh, you know, both uh, both have been tremendous uh, quarterbacks. We think that that both can, are, are capable of leading our team to a championship. So I mean, that's, that's good. We're going to keep cultivating that. And, uh, so you know, that, uh, somebody, some people have asked, you know, was that, you know, what, how'd you come to that decision? And you know, was it was based on some kind of uh, NFL model. No, it's, I mean, it's really based, based biblical, you know, Solomon. Um, he was known for to being a pretty pretty wise person. So he starts with the book of Ecclesiastes. No man can know the future. And then we move into the book of Kings with the story of the judgment of Solomon. I am very confused at this point, Ari. Do you happen to remember the particulars of the story of the judgment of Solomon? I read a little bit about it on Google. Uh after he said it, but why don't you refresh people if you have a good understanding of it? I think you're probably more qualified to talk about the New Testament than I am. I'm pretty sure this is Old Testament. It's Old Testament. Yeah. Well, then maybe I should be more qualified in that. Kind of puts you in a pretty good position of where I'm at with my uh, with my religion. I got to brush up on that a little bit. So here here's the deal. This is this is what happened. Solomon's the king. There's a household where there are two women living in the house. Both have just recently given birth to babies. One of them 
rolls over on her baby in bed and kills the baby. She then goes and snatches the other lady's baby, which is still alive. And when the other lady wakes up, she's like, hey, you've got my baby. And, and the first lady's like, no, no, not your baby. This is my baby. They take it to King Solomon. And the one lady's like, she stole my baby. And the other lady's like, no, no, this was my baby all along. King Solomon points at one of his guards, orders the guard to cut the baby in half. At which point, the real mother of the baby goes, please don't let the baby live. Give the baby to her. I just want to make sure the baby lives. The other lady says, cut the baby in half so neither of us can have it. King Solomon's like, well, you've just answered my question. I know which one of you is the real mom. He gives the baby to the lady who said, please save the baby and give it to the other lady. So okay, that is the wisdom of King Solomon. Splitting the baby is the term that you hear quite a bit out of that, out of that Bible story. And but both of these babies are alive in the quarterback that's race. That's where I'm confused. <laughs> How are we going to make a decision, Jim Harbaugh? Now, if Cade McNamara were to transfer, yeah. do we cut J.J. McCarthy in half? I, I don't or, think we should cut anyone in half. <laughs> like this is what I'm worried about. Like, is he going to be threatening to cut one of these quarterbacks in half and hoping some offensive lineman jumps up and is like? No, no, just make him QB2. And then Harbaugh's like, oh, that's the one you like better, obviously. So I'll make him QB1. Yes, I think that uh, yeah, we learned a lot about college football today, I think. Um, but could you imagine if, that, if those were the stakes? That, it's terrifying. <laughs> Solomon was known to be a pretty wise man. This makes a lot more sense if it's an NFL head coach who's got preseason games against the Lions and the Jets, and then the regular season starts, and he's like, you guys were both kind of equal, so I played you each a a start with the starting offense, and now I've decided you're the better guy. Is Jim Harbaugh a religious man? Yes, he is. Because you know like the coaches that are very religious usually. Um, and I don't really recall Harbaugh talking much about the Bible. So like this one kind of hit me out of left field. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, there were a lot of very funny Twitter responses to this, Andy, of fake uh, Bible verses that we could that we could use to, you know, get us through some coaching decisions. And I, I made a joke, like if Urban Meyer would have cited or used scripture to guide him in the 2015 quarterback race, if Ohio State would have won the national title. And I got a bunch of really funny responses that kind of wrecked my entire morning because I was not productive as I was laughing. Thou shalt feed me, Ezekiel 115. Ezekiel 15, 1. Uh, <laughs> thou shalt feed me the rock. Book of Michigan State, chapter 17, verse 14. Give Ezekiel Elliott the rock. How about, I don't know, like the, the book of... The book of John Cooper, if thou shalt have two quarterbacks, thou shalt have, shall have none. Hath none. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, can I ask you a, a, just a blunt question? Maybe if thou hast two quarterbacks, thou hast none. Yesterday on the show. Yes. You called me Jim Harbaugh weird. This, this is really bothering you. <laughs> Do you still think that I'm Jim Harbaugh weird? I don't know, Ari. What's your Google search say right now? Oh God! I don't even. This is you're gonna. It's like Bible verses. 
Uh, movies that won the Oscars in 2021, Jaden Davis, NC State, um, schedule, me, myself, and Irene movie clip, Mercedes C-Class. <laughs> <laughs> me, myself, and Irene. Yeah. Not the Jim Carrey movie I would have expected in your Google yeah, search Yeah, I was history, talking Ari. about uh, me, myself, and Irene with a friend today, and I was trying to find a clip from that movie. Um, and then uh, healthy dinners for tonight because Britt wanted Merce- me to to have her pick out something that would Mer- Mercedes C class. I I always had you pegged as more of an S class kind of guy, Ari. No, no, somebody was actually talking to me about the C class, and I wanted to see what it started at. Uh, I'm an S class guy. A reasonable price for a Mercedes. Yes, uh, and it's also kind of like if you're going to get a Mercedes, just go with it. If you have to get the C class, then just get something else until you can get the S class. That's my motto. <laughs> you Unless are you very, want to fake it. You're very upset about me calling do, you. Do you actually Jim think that I'm Jim weird. Harbaugh weird? Did you listen I, to that? I mean, your 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 fillet of fish takes. Listen, I have some very out of the out of the he's ordinary weird about takes, different but. things than you're weird about, but you're both really weird. Okay, I, I guess like if I'm I'm gonna add that to my Twitter bio. Yes, Jim Harbaugh weird, Andy Staples. I, I think that's. Accurate, because you called you called me that before this news conference. Yeah, and like right when he started that news conference, I did not think it was going to end that way. <laughs> it's well, biblical. The Ecclesiastes quote made sense because yeah, who of us may know? Yeah, give them both a chance to start a game. You figure out how you feel. Yeah, about we're their still on the rails when he says that with this particular team. But when you move on to the judgment of Solomon. Now we have an issue because somebody's supposed to be threatened to be cut in half. And I'm not sure who we're supposed to be threatening at this point. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the that's quite the turn. And it's like one thing to say that scripture led you to how you wanted to run your quarterback competition. Okay, I understand that if you're a man of God, then you know you listen to God and the lessons that but it the the verse or the story that he ended up using made no sense. So it's like sometimes I don't even know if he knows where the sentence is going to end up when he begins it sometimes. Again, this is very similar to you. I know where my sentences are headed. I know where they're headed. You oh, might so not I like where don't. they're headed. You I, don't I know just, where they're I headed. I just never know. And that's it's a it's a fun little surprise. For also, me it's like everybody makes end. fun of me for liking the filet fish and I don't want to belabor it. We talk about it all the time. But like <laughs> it is a very well selling sandwich. Like, it's not like I'm the only person who gets this thing. You know what I mean? But I think you're the only person who feels about it the way you feel. Yeah, maybe. That's why I got the that's why I got the swag box with the with yeah, the bucket the, hat. The, the Domino's cheesy bread, the Also very well liked. Yeah. Yeah. Well liked. Chicken McNuggets are well liked too, but you know. Yeah. It's it is a very no, you you and Jim Harbaugh are you march to the beat of your own drummer. If you were to ask Jim Harbaugh, can you please you. could you please elaborate on the Solomon story and how that pertains to the quarterback class? I don't think there's a single answer that he could come up with that makes rational sense. I would ask, least, I would want to know if he could just tell me the Solomon story first. Yeah, because like if you ask me, like, well, should Drew Aller start, which by the way might happen this year, Ralph Russo at Penn State. Um, yeah. You know, people might not like what I think, but I have a 15 second to 30 second explanation of my my rational thought process. And I found something out about myself today, Andy, because I was having an argument with two of my friends. And I think about at me, times myself and Irene. No, it was another argument about the 
frequency in which good drama movies are made. It's the same argument over and over again. Oh yes, yes. But we, I we're think very, I, we're very well versed on your uh, your feelings on this. But I, I I think that at times that and Ralph Russo actually pointed this out when we had him on the show about my hyperbolic nature. And I think that in my head, my thoughts and my viewpoints are rational and and um, not insane. But mm-hmm. then I'll say a statement that's hyperbolic to drive mm-hmm. home what I'm saying. Yeah. And what happens is that people latch onto the hyperbolic statement mm-hmm. and lose sight of the actual discussion, which is always rational. And then when we have a discussion about it where I'm asked to continually or to, to back my point up, I come back to my actual point. I don't use the hyperbo- hyperbolic statement the second time. And then people say I walked back my statement. So I need to work back. I need to work on my hyperbolic nature because it's like, for instance, if you say no team that doesn't recruit well ever wins national championships, it never happens. Somebody can come back and say, well, Auburn won a national championship in 2010 or whatever year it was Mm -hmm. when they didn't recruit very well with Cam Newton. And if you get the well, actually, Cam Newton, that was recruiting pretty well. I know, but their, their entire class. Yeah. The classes before it don't match what we're seeing now. And then the entire conversation starts to be about Auburn when really there's 23 other years of context there that you can list that you can list and say, hey, here's the point I'm making. But you get so bogged down on the Auburn year that we lose sight of the actual point. And that's probably my fault. And I'm going to work on that. But I don't think that I don't think that there is a rational ending to whatever that was. It was highly entertaining. Well, here, here's the deal, and this is what I, I, I've been thinking about this a lot because it wasn't just the Jim Harbaugh quote. You, you had uh, Steve Sarkeesian saying that the culture at Texas is an all-time high, which what does that even mean? And, I, and I've come to just realize— That could be true. It could be a bad culture and still be at an all-time high there. Well, and, and does it—I mean, does it all-time high have—like, does the culture have the munchies? I mean, is that kind of—is that the high we're talking about, or what, what are we talking about here? What about, like, 05 Vince Young culture? Great culture with great players. So is it an all-time high of like his tenure? All-time well, high he wasn't of Texas there football? When, he wasn't there oh, when I Vince know. Young was there, so I'm guessing he's saying his tenure, which, again, it's admittedly low bar. Yeah, a low bar and very brief. Yes. Yes. He also said, and I quote, I focus on the windshield. If I keep looking back at five and seven, I'm going to run into a tree at some point. Now, there's a lot wrong with this, too, because... Mm-hmm. You focus on the road, not the windshield. Like I have a, I have a toll pass on my windshield. I'm not looking at that when I drive. Was that I'm the sunshine through, pass? Uh, sun pass. Yes, that's correct. Sun pass. Yes, I'm looking through the windshield at the road. Also, I don't have to turn my head around if I want to see five and seven. I have a rear view mirror if I'd like to flick my eyes up and glance. Also, and, Kansas is quite the oak tree. Kansas is a is a but I guess he's saying you can't focus on the tree that he ran into. He has to focus on his windshield right. rather than the road. But also, if you're driving properly, you are occasionally glancing in the rearview mirror. Just saying. And so this is a long way of me saying these guys have about 30 minutes of press conference to fill here in week mm-hmm. one. They don't want to tell us anything. And so they have to make up some stuff. Yes, they have to fill the time somehow. Yeah, and I think that, what are we, uh, 11 days away from getting all the answers that we need? What, Texas? Yeah, I believe that's 11 days away. 
you know, maybe we get a few answers when they're playing Louisiana Monroe. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, but definitive answers are on the way. Well, we'll get we'll get it's biblical. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. That that was another thing that that bothered me about our profession on Monday, Ari. There was a lot of complaining about the why they're not passing out a depth chart. Who cares? And I know what you're going to say. The readers care. Okay, That's not what I'm speculate say at all. <laughs> on who might be on the depth chart. Because guess what? Speculating's more fun. If they didn't pass one out today, they have to send a starting unit out on offense and defense. On Saturday, and you also Thursday, get this like nifty thing called a pen. Yeah, write, and it, you can down write it down, and you've got a depth chart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I've always been of the case because, like, I know. Listen, if you cover the sport, you want to have those things at your disposal. It's better when you have definitive proof. But like, I would rather have no depth chart than a depth chart that's filled with a bunch of ores on it. Exactly. Notre Dame's uh, Notre Dame's depth chart had more ores than a paddle boat rental place. You see the 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 well, thing I just did there? I, I, yeah, but I, I would have gone with more oars than a uh, PJ Fleck rumpus room. Mm. Yeah, not okay, too bad. <laughs> not too bad. Yeah, but like oars do nothing but distract you. You think you have a piece of information and you don't. And like honestly, as a sports writer, speculating about what could be and how things could look and getting excited about what trots out onto the field is far more entertaining than getting a sheet about it on Monday. Right. Texas like not handing out a depth chart. Georgia not handing out a depth chart. Now, our guy Seth Emerson just wrote up a depth chart and put it on Twitter. Yeah, he goes, there he's got is. a pretty good idea because he's a good reporter. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I remember back in 15, second time I've referenced this on this podcast, when Ohio State opened up at Virginia Tech that year in the biggest quarterback battle of all time. I mean, has there been a better more high-profile quarterback battle in college football than JT no, Barrett because and Cardale Jones? At what point did they move Braxton Miller? Like in the off season, they went, but they went much of the off season before they said even that he's moving. Yeah, so I don't start, recall. Yeah, that started with JT Barrett, Cardell Jones, and Braxton Miller. Then they say Braxton's moving to receiver. So then you have the 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 will they or won't they? Who's going to start? And I I covered that Virginia Tech game too. You were there? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, I was I eating a turkey leg down on the sideline when uh, Urban Meyer was telling Cardell Jones. Hey, Cardell, you're starting. And Cardell's like, me? Yeah, so that, to me, as dysfunctional as that sounds, because it is dysfunctional, I would much rather cover that game than have a depth chart on Monday telling me who's going to start. The anticipation of what that was and how that played out and, like, this big question that we tried to get an answer to for six months, hell, 
nine months because that that question started the second they walked off the national championship field. Um, to be not only did we not know, but Cardale didn't know until he got the job five minutes before, and the job lasted like three minutes. So, like to me, that was was far more entertaining. You'll so always I, be my red zone quarterback, Ari Wasserman. Yeah, JT Barrett uh, was the red zone quarterback, and then. Um, that kind of just made way to the next thing. And I, th- that was a complete disaster. But, yeah, but then did you hear that Jim Harbaugh said after the biblical talk, after the sermon, that it's possible that both will continue to play well into the season, which completely defeats the entire purpose of a doing the one game, two game <laughs> thing. Right. And yes. B like, didn't King Solomon provide an answer? King Solomon was a very wise. Here's what I'll tell you what's going to happen. If they're both playing in week six, Jim Jim Harbaugh is going to chop the record in half. <laughs> you know, like, see, I mean, like, that's a if thou hast two quarterbacks, thou hast thou no has quarterback. <laughs> so, like, I'm very excited to see if this is something that if because like Michigan better hope that it, it turns out the way that we said it will, which is game one McNamara, game two McCarthy, game three McCarthy, and so forward, or McNamara, or and McNamara, so and just, so forward. Just, just make up one. your mind. Yes. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be that would be incredibly funny if they did it that way, and and that's how they, that's how they. But yeah, going back to the depth chart thing, it's it's like the. Do you, do you watch that show, The Leftovers, on HBO? No, but I I heard it's one of the best shows of all it's time. Tremendous. And it's tremendous. But the theme song, the last lines of the theme song are "Let the mystery be," and it's sort of instructions to the viewer watching the show. Like, we're not going to answer all these questions, so just enjoy. That would drive me crazy. I don't want to watch it anymore. Okay, well, you're out, but it's a wonderful show. <laughs> You'll also well, do they do they answer the questions at the end of the show? Not really. So you watch how many seasons of it was? I think it was three. Now questions get answered, but right. they don't they don't answer the the question of the fundamental thing of what happened that set the whole show in motion. So the writers who wrote the show aren't beholden to wrapping it up. Correct. Correct. Which I find to be completely insulting. Well, you can be insulted. I enjoyed the show very much. Carrie, you should Coon, write a you fantastic should write, actress. You should write an article mm-hmm. and write 750 words of it and then just not finish it and then let everybody else figure let out. Let the mystery be. But yeah. this is the same reason why we're saying we don't care if they don't give you a depth chart. I know, but it's the You're writer's the duty to, to tie the knot at the end. Well, and the coach will tie the knot at the end because they will trot some people out on Saturday or Thursday or Friday. Is the and, leftovers and, the ap- apocalyptic prophecy that some or the saved will disappear is uh, that kind of what the, you're thinking of left behind the left behind series. no but i thought it's that leftovers after, was after the rapture well the leftovers you could possibly interpret it that way if you wanted to oh but it wasn't uh it wasn't a god like there wasn't it was a god related show. again they do not explain why a certain percentage of the population so what's the difference between you and me in the show you watch it i didn't we both don't know what happened I enjoyed it. I discovered the Sturgill Simpson cover of Win and Rome's The Promise during one episode <laughs> when two characters were dancing, and that, that made me very happy. And I was like, this song sounds... Fr- oh, my God, it's The Promise. So, that yeah. Was well, it sounds like you got exactly what everybody hopes to get out of a show. It was, it was well acted. I enjoyed it. it my, my time was well spent. Same thing with our depth chart speculation. We're, it was well acted. I'm enjoying speculating. Like... I, I don't feel like I'm better off knowing Haynes King's going to start for Texas A&M against Sam Houston State. Yeah, you want that that goosebumps 
feeling in your stomach and on your arms when you turn on the game and you see them try out the offense for the right. first time. TJ Finley's going to start for Auburn. Now and I whatever know happened like, to gamesmanship? We're supposed well, Brian, to not. Brian Kelly's still engaging in gamesmanship. He said it on Monday. He's like, listen, it's an advantage for us to not tell Florida State whether it's Jaden Daniels or Garrett Nussmeyer. Though, Do you actually buy into that, though? Do you actually no. think that it matters? No, they're preparing for both anyway. Do you and think that it gives you a 1% edge? Does even if have it, the if, slightest difference in the game? If the point. quarterbacks are completely different stylistically, then you are forcing them to spend time in preparation on their defense that they would not normally have to spend. So there is something to it then. Yes. If But if they're mostly the same, you're not doing jack squat. Yeah. But those two are, are different, Jaden Daniels and Nussmeyer, right? Yeah. They yeah. couldn't be any more different. Uh, no, I mean, no, Nussmeier Nussmeier is still a, a pretty yeah. good athlete, but Jaden yeah. Daniels is probably the better runner. Nussmeier, the better thrower. And and yeah, we're going to see which one trots out there against Florida State. My guess is Jaden Daniels because they're worried about the offensive line. And yeah. if they weren't worried about the offensive line, maybe they would lean more toward Garrett Nussmeier. But again, they play Florida State, then they play Southern, then they get Mississippi State. They may be able to beat Florida State not being entirely sure who the QB is. Southern, they can beat, not being entirely sure who the QB is. You need to know when Mississippi State shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait till week three. I can't wait till week one. Ari, this is it. This is It is happening now. There are games on Thursday. This week's going to be tremendous. So let's, let's, let's take the people through because we, we've got an interview that we're going to play after Ari and I get done yakking with uh with jess sims who is one of my favorite peloton instructors that's why i wanted her on the show but she's also joining the college game day crew and is going to be learning all about the world of college football which i'm kind of excited by proxy for her to do that and so you're going to hear that on this episode then you've got stars matter moving to wednesdays it was on thursdays it's moving to wednesdays ari and i'll be back on thursday but you've also got power hour and nicole Auerbach on Tuesdays, and you've got Max Olson and Sam Kahn on Thursdays. You had football and grits in the feed on Monday with Brody Miller and David Ubbin. That's covering the SEC. So there's a lot going on. So check your Andy Staples Show feed. If you're just you know listening when these pop up, you're going to be seeing some different episodes, some different stuff. And remember, we're also on YouTube. We're going to be doing kind of short reactions to things on YouTube as well that maybe don't rise to the length of an entire podcast where if we dropped it in the podcast feed, you'd be like, whoa, you guys just only talk for like seven minutes. That's not a podcast. So those will live on YouTube. And so subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're not already subscribed to this channel, subscribe here. We have so much for you this fall. It is going to be amazing. And Ari, you know, you and I like to go through the lines. We've got the run your pool pool that we're doing we got lots of lines to talk about because we're going to talk about them on thursday's show for games that are being played thursday yeah then on friday's show we will talk about games that are being played friday and games that are being played saturday and we will pick and i got to get my picks squared away i because the way the run your pool thing works is you can change them up a, right up until that kickoff and so I got some games like Thursday night, 
Still not decided on what I want to do for the backyard brawl. Not decided for what I want to do on, on Purdue Penn State. So I need to fi- get that figured out. Uh, Friday, Indiana, Illinois. I don't know what I'm doing there either. So this is going to be... We got games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, right? This is going to be so much fun. It's back. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> we are back, bets. baby. Back. So thanks so much for joining Ari. He is going to take his leave. And when we return, it'll be me and Jess Sims, the newest member of the College Game Day crew. We'll talk to her about what to expect from the wild, wild world of college football. And I might be telling her a few places to eat. Thankfully, I do her workouts so I can eat this stuff. We'll be right back. I have been waiting for this interview for so long. I cannot believe it. I am joined by... Jess Sims of Peloton, but also now of ESPN's College Game Day. The worlds are colliding. Jess, welcome. Thank you so much, Andy. It is an honor to be here with you today. So, all right. For those who don't know, Jess is one of my best friends who did not know me or who I was until I emailed ESPN to ask to interview her. But Jess has been putting me through workouts for the last two and a half years. You hear the Peloton ads I read. We would be doing this if Peloton were not a sponsor because Jess and her pal Kirsten Ferguson and Olivia Amato and Andy Spear and Adrian Williams and Selena Samuela, these are people who have helped me get where I am. I'm 65 pounds lighter than I was in 2020. I got on the Peloton app in 2020. Jess, we got to talk. So Saturday 60, the tread boot camps, that's yep. where you and I usually interact. Yes. I do them out of order. I do them on demand. The last one of yours I did, Turkish get-ups. Yeah. Oh, so did you like them? Was it great? I loved it. It was so hard. Okay, great. What's the hardest part of the Turkish get-up for you? Getting up. It's, it's, (laughs) it's, no, it, it is, it is holding that arm straight up when you've gotten, so you've gotten a little bit off the ground. And you realize, okay, I have to contort my core or I will not be able to keep this dumbbell in the air. And, but here's, here's why, because you had already been named to the college game day crew at this point. Okay. And, and, and so I had looked into your background as you were a teacher, you were a principal. Uh, and then I, obviously I, I know what you've been doing at Peloton. So I didn't know if you had any media training or any that you, you, and I'm thinking, no, wait, this lady is going to be amazing on television <laughs> because she's telling stories doing Turkish get-ups. <laughs> There's never going to be a situation on game day that's as difficult as that. Oh, my gosh. My face already hurts from talking to you. That is so real, though. Yeah, I, I mean, other than my mom telling me as a kid, like, I think you should be on TV, just like every other mother says. And I'm like, yeah, mom, sure. And then I did the opposite of that, as you know. Um, being in education for six years, I went through Teach for America, brought me down to Houston, Texas, and taught fifth, third, kinder, um, came up to uh, Harlem, and opened up a school as that kindergarten teacher, operations director, assistant principal. And right before I left uh, to, to pursue, to re-pursue fitness, because fitness has been a part of my life, my whole life, um, I was a principal. Uh, so it wasn't until I had my whole life when I was in education, I said, you know, I'm going to get my PhD. I'm going to be a superintendent. I'm going to go into educational policy. And I had everything planned out. 
But you know what they say when you have a plan, everyone has one until you get punched in the face. And so I was punched in the face by having my dream job. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I, ha- I achieved that work-life balance that everyone was talking about. I was leaving school the same time as the kids. I was working out. I was feeling great. I was cooking my own meals, uh, which is such a luxury this day and age. And I still had something missing. And so um, it wasn't until um, my boyfriend at the time, he was also in fitness and I just saw how fulfilled he was and how music and community and sweat just unites people from all different backgrounds and everything. And so I made the leap. Um, I got into teaching. I taught at two boutique studios here in the city. I taught at a boxing studio uh, and a hit training studio. And the only camera experience I got um, during that time was uh, Class Pass Live was doing some beta Mm-hmm. So I just taught one class a week uh, for them. And I, I started to think like, wow, one, the camera's not so bad. It's not as awkward and as uncomfortable as I, as I thought. And two, the underlying theme throughout my life has been about impact. And so just like when I left the classroom where I had 27 students and I was worried about not having an impact, I had a great friend that said, Jess you now will have 27 teachers who each have 27 students. So thinking about broadening that way, the exact same thing with um, the studios in the city is I had anywhere between 12 to 40 people in one studio at a time, but that class happens and then it's gone. And only those people in the room experienced it. And so Class Pass Live was that first experience where I said, wow, you don't have to be in New York City. You don't have to have, you know, $40 for one 40-minute uh, class. And then Peloton came along. And I actually didn't interview the first time um, that they asked me because it was just a year into being into fitness and I wasn't comfortable yet. But, you know, I just kept on working and things were aligning. And after a year or two, I reached out to Peloton and I said, okay, I'm ready now. And the rest is history. That is amazing. And and now now on college data. So I, I gotta ask about your your college football experience so far because you, you're you're from Massachusetts. You you played basketball at, at Trinity in Connecticut, yep. but you did go down to Houston to teach. I imagine you were bombarded with with college football. Oh, for in sure. That, in that area. For sure. I learned very quickly uh Florida. Georgia, the Ohio State, even um, when we we did our little uh, teacher boot camp was on Rice University's campus. And just so oh, to yeah. see... They had a Super Bowl the there enormity, once at that stadium. Yes, <laughs> to see the enormity of that stadium. And it's funny because I was actually choosing between Trinity and Syracuse, funny enough, wow. um, for undergrad. But of course, I wanted to play basketball, so I decided to go to Trinity. But I always wanted that huge football athletics community. And now I really feel like game day is giving me this opportunity. So how did that come about? How did, Cause uh, listen, I know a lot of people at ESPN. Yeah. I, I know the, the buns of anarchy crew that the, are on the bike and, and, and all those guys, uh, Orlovsky's a big, big one. Uh, Booger McFarlane is a, is a big bike guy, but how, how did that come to pass? Yeah. So it's really, it's, it's amazing what the Peloton community is. Um, just like you said, you are an active member in the Peloton community and there are, we have over 7 million members worldwide. And so you never know who's taking your class. You never know who you're impacting. Um, and especially in the, the athletic community and especially in the last two and a half years with the pandemic, I can't tell you how many current and former athletes, whether it's high school, college or beyond that reached out and said, 
I can't meet with my trainer. I only have you in my ear and how important that is. And so um, through the, in the last two and a half years, I've been at Peloton now. It'll be four years next month, actually, in September. Um, and I officially launched right around the marathon. So November of 2018, um, I got another job with the WNBA. So it's because you know the CEO, the CMO, and other people from that team were taking my classes and saw that I'm a huge advocate for women's sports. I played college basketball. So I have that, you know, background knowledge. Um, and so they reached out to my agency and said, would just be interested in being an arena, um, host. And so I started that last year and then sure enough, the uh, commissioner, um, and the associate commissioner of the big East tournament reached out and said, we take your classes. We know you love women's basketball. Would you want to come? So it's just all of these different opportunities. And so with ESPN, um, I, it was funny. I already had a speaking engagement for their uh, Black and Business Sports. Um, oh, it's their, it was their first annual this year. It was down mm-hmm. in Atlanta. And I already had that in the docket. And then my agent said, you know, I'm going to have you meet with so-and-so um, just to just to get your name out there and see, you know, what if they have anything for hosting in the future. And so I met with someone. And then two weeks later, they had me come out to Bristol. And I met with uh, some amazing, amazing people. And the rest is history. It happened wow. relatively quickly. Yeah. I so what campuses are you most excited to visit? I mean all of them literally all of them because it, it's so funny just even last week we had a seminar all of college football for mm-hmm. ESPN down in Charlotte and to hear everyone around the table talk about which stadium was their favorite and why and talking about the rich traditions it's impossible for me to choose I'm just so excited I'm focusing on one thing and that is going to Ohio State first that's well, and that'll be a big one. Notre Dame, Ohio State. It doesn't get doesn't get much bigger than that. I said, oh, so y- y'all are easing me into this, right? Small crowd, you know, easy. It's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. There, we'll be right back after these words. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What will you be doing on game day? Yeah, so I will be bringing the energy. That is the the main thing. And so that's going to look very different and from the beginning of the season towards the end as it evolves. But um, definitely interacting with the fans on site, which is... I'm smiling so big because it's just like 
we, you know, when I am at the Liberty game and I'm interacting with everyone watching the game, but then I'm also doing sideline reporting. So I'm staring into the camera and connecting to people at home. So that's the exact same thing that I'll be doing there. Um, so bringing the energy, bringing the authenticity, uh, interacting with all the other amazing team members at college game day, talking to guests that we'll have, we'll have lots of special guests this season. Um, and yeah, and just, and, and I'm just so excited because my natural curiosity and passion for sports is just going to be highlighted as I get to talk to coaches and players and, and hear those human interest stories. Um, because just even though I don't obviously have experience with football, I never played it, but I've always watched NFL. I mean, I'm from Boston, so Patriots are in my blood. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, it doesn't matter what sport it is. It's that same sort of drive and passion and love, um, that transcends any field arena or anything like that. So I'm super excited for those stories as well. Well, and you're going to get all those signs too. That's the, the, yeah, that that's that's the fun. Yep. Some of these people, I have no idea how they come up with with what they put on their signs. It it is I, insane to me. We should highlight that. We should really what the the making of a sign. Like who who says something? Who builds it? Who makes? There you, know, you the go. There's your first. Listen, who needs Tom actor. Rinaldi? He can go to Fox. There you go. <laughs> I love Tom. Tom's one of my favorite people. So uh, yeah, but, but no, that's a that I I re, I want to watch that. So. Drew Gallagher, uh, coordinating producer Done. of College Game. If you're listening, love Drew. There you go. Right? You know, what? I'll text. I'm going to text Drew right after we get off here. I'm going to text. Do him. it. Do it. <laughs> I only text in beer recommendations, so I, I don't Ooh. know. So you yeah, might like your text better. That's probably not what I should be saying to to the person who's put <laughs> me through my Peloton workouts, but that's okay. That's all right. Noted. Noted. I am I am working hard so I can play hard. But exactly. But I, so I do have a request. So I noticed on your Instagram. <laughs> Uh-huh. You recently were in a class with T-Pain. T-Pain came for the All for One Music Festival. Yes. So one of my dreams that is yet to be fulfilled is T-Pain as a guest picker on College Game Day. That would be, and wh- where would you want him to be? Well, Tallahassee, of course, because that's where he's from. He's a Tallahassee. Now, I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm concerned. I don't know that Florida State's going to be good enough to justify hosting a game day. So if anywhere in the state of Florida, anywhere in the dirty South really will work for <laughs> okay. me. So SEC country, uh, it, it, you know, ACC country that's in the South have T-Pain. And, and I think he probably needs to auto tune the picks. Oh, that would be, that would bring an extra layer of excitement for sure. Yeah. Cause I, I we need that. The certain, it, the, the, the musical guests, you never know. They're, they're hit or mm-hmm. miss. Like they had Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley is a psychotic West Virginia fan who watches a ton of college football. He was amazing. Okay. They had Kane Brown. Kane Brown looked like he had a lot of better places to be and was okay. a little bored. So you, you need somebody who really. You want T Pain. I want T Pain. I want Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's a huge oh. LSU fan. So I, I need that one. But. That's I, I love that, but but now you know who else I think I want. I who? think I want Adrian Williams. Oh, okay. I think I want a th- a thunder thunder forty five. For those thunder. who don't yet belong to the Peloton family, yeah. And I know if you're listening to the show, you'll probably join soon. But Adrian uh, has a a a boot camp class called Thunder Forty Five. It is probably the most brutal forty five minutes you can put yourself through, <laughs> uh, and and. Adrian will make you feel terrible about all of your life choices because he has 0% body fat. Uh, but 
I would I would love to get his picks at least once. Okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm taking notes. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, so but the T Pain one, since now I know you know each other. Hopefully yep. he got his number. So let's make that happen. But I, I will tell you that the best, the best college game day picker ever, the best weekend of college game. I was I was lucky enough to be in the town that weekend. So it was Oxford, Mississippi, 2014. Okay. Alabama Ole Miss. Oh, and wow. Katy Perry was the Ooh. guest picker. It was tremendous because okay, Katy Perry is a huge star. Yeah. She doesn't have to do any research, any homework for this if she doesn't want to. Yeah. But she's just one of those people who brings it for every performance. So she's like shouting out the Oklahoma quarterback, telling him to call her. Uh, <laughs> somebody had told her there's a rumor that LSU fans smell like corn dogs. So she had a corn dog. Uh, this is the type of stuff. And so, you know, the, these are the things that you're going to have to to yeah. pick up as you go from campus to campus. Uh, you know, the LSU folks, not too thrilled about the the whole smells like corn dogs rumor. I I've imagine. never, I've never actually discerned a, a corn dog odor from any of them, <laughs> but it is, it is something that people say. Uh, if you go to Nebraska and no, we'll see, uh, Nebraska's gonna have to get better to get you guys there. But if you go there, uh, their signature dish in the state is, uh, is, is cinnamon rolls and chili at the same time. Wait. Okay. Wait, hold on. You got me excited for cinnamon rolls, but then you had to say ch- at the same time, same time. I know they go to the same place, but like, why do they have to happen at the same time? So you will appreciate this as a former teacher. This apparently started and it's like an, it's like an Eastern Nebraska, Western Iowa, Northern Kansas kind of thing. Okay. Some school district was like, we got a crap ton of cinnamon rolls and and a bunch of chili. Let's all serve it together. Let's just serve it together. But why wasn't it meal one, like first course, second course? Who who could possibly know? But they put it together, and like magic, it became the school lunch combo in this one particular region. So I'm I'm an, a foodie expert, and like this, so this right. is really this is upsetting okay, hold on, to me hold on, a little let me, bit. Let me, let me let me settle in here. We're going to talk for a long time now. I, I'm not going to knock it until I try it. I'm not because right. I do love a sweet and savory combo. Like. Mm-hmm. Like think about a cinnamon raisin bagel with cream mm-hmm. cheese and bacon to die oh. for, to die okay, for. Then you'd love this. You would love this. It's the, ch- it's the, it's the carb. And I've never met a, a baked good. I didn't like, so this is, it's not about that. Like it's cinnamon yeah. rolls, my favorite, but it's, it's something about you still eat the bagel with cream cheese and the bacon, like with your hands and you rip it apart. Mm-hmm. This, how do you, do you have to you rip the cinnamon roll apart and dunk it in the chili? Oh, so it's like a chips and guac situation mm-hmm. with you. Di- okay, so you didn't specify that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you can do you can do it differently. You can dump the chili on. I have actually had a burger at a place in Lincoln called Lead Belly, where they put a cinnamon roll. Uh, they make essentially a cinnamon roll bun. Oh, I'm not mad at that. And it's a chili burger, and it's it. They they made it as a joke, and it wound up being their their top selling item for the first year or so they were in business. So and well, it's, just, it's, a, it's a it's good reason it's called lead belly. Exactly, exactly. It's not so for the, the weak yeah, of stomachs, the cuisine uh, that, that you're going to be exposed to, it, I, it's because when I hear foodie, uh, are you are you a fancy foodie or are you? A, no, I just, just like I love foodie? food. I just okay. love to eat. Like even in Houston, when I was a teacher, um, it was Frito pie, and you know oh, what yeah. Frito pie. Frito pie is unbelievable. 
But why is it called pie? That's a good question because you can't really eat it with your hand. No. Yeah, that, that is a great question. But the Frito pie is outstanding. Now, it is outstanding. Was Turkey Leg Hut open in Houston before you no. left? No. I think there was they, tur- yeah, they were Turkey Legs new. at the rodeo, but no, Turkey Legs. Okay, so hut? the people who sold Turkey Legs at the rodeo, a couple of them, a, a married couple, started uh-huh. a restaurant called Turkey Leg Hut. It's am- it is amazing. It is it, it is the most hopping place in the city of Houston. There's a DJ on a lot of nights. Like it, it is, it's oh a scene. It's a whole scene. What? They do one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm writing this down. Yes. Now you're probably going to have to go to A and M. Okay. And so you'll only be 90 minutes from Houston at this point. Get right. someone to to courier you some turkey leg hut. And yeah. I know they can because I know the power of game day. They they can make anything happen. So this. So here's here's the one you get the shrimp Alfredo turkey leg. It is a it is first stuffed with dirty rice, and then what? shrimp covered in Alfredo sauce. It is one of the top five dishes I have ever had in my life. Okay, so <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. This is this is this is overwhelming. I love all of those things separately, but putting them all together, I just wonder why. Like shrimp Alfredo is good enough by itself. Like, why do we have to stick it with dirty rice and a turkey leg? Because everything multiplies, so it becomes exponentially better instead of just. Does it though? Because then you, I, to me, like I don't love a loaded burger because then I don't end up tasting the burger. Like if you put flavors, an I egg guess. and bacon and avocado mm-hmm. and caramelized onions and lettuce and tomato and. Then I'm like, what? What? I, I'm just telling you these particular flavors together. Like, I I remember the first time I had it. I'm sitting there eating it, and I realize I am actually drooling at the table as I eat it. What is going on? I, I'm, I'm drooling. It is so. But th- this this is going to be so much fun for you. Uh, you're you said you're a cinnamon roll person. I'm I sure you guys will wind up in in Athens, Georgia. Mama's yep. boy cinnamon rolls the size of a football. So write that one down. Uh, this um, is this is going to be so exciting. This I, could be I another hope- segment. Jess eats. Oh. Like this. Could- <laughs> I'm I'm there now. Jess is going to have to turn Saturday sixty into Saturday one twenty if you take all my <laughs> recommendations. But like, I, I'm sure you might wind up in Knoxville this year. Like, if Tennessee okay. beats beats Pittsburgh and is undefeated going into the Florida game, yep. that could be a potential game day location. There is a there's a place there called Stock and Barrel. They make a burger called the Big Nasty. Wow. And you said, you know, maybe not loaded burger. This is the best burger you'll ever have in your life. And it is just <laughs> enormous. It has the egg, it has the bacon, but it doesn't overwhelm. It doesn't do too try to do too much. I'm gonna trust you, but when you use these big superlatives like best, it is a little triggering because best is so relative we only and have then, a few minutes though so I'm, I'm giving you the highlights got it okay fine yeah. that's fair that's fair yeah because like we'll have to have uh, a follow-up exactly i mean because like you'll probably go to tuscaloosa there's okay. a there's a there's a rib place called archibald's in northport alabama it's like two and a half miles from the stadium uh family owned been run you know run there since the 60s they make maybe the best ribs in america we'll see but you got it but you will you will be told to go to a different place. But the people who know and, and trust me, the the game day staff knows. Yeah, they'll make sure you get to Archibalds. But yeah, it's it, it's going to be a blast. I mean, I I can't wait to see you. You're going to get to go to Zingerman's Deli in Ann Arbor, and get if 
If you can get to Ann Arbor early in the season, Zingerman's has the jalapeno peaches as a side to, to all the delicious what? delicious. What? This sounds so good. I had no idea this was going to turn into a food segment, but I'm so happy. Wow. I mean, because food is just, this is unbelievable. And then you started talking about ribs and both my dogs just woke up. So <laughs> well, I have to I, bring just, back a doggy bag. I'm happy we can talk about this because one of the things that, that, so I was kind of like built a brand as the food guy who covers college football, but I was a, a bigger guy. I, I was, you know, in, in February, 2020, I was 280 pounds. Yeah. And so it has been nice to be able to show people you can live a fairly healthy lifestyle, still eat some of this stuff. And so I, I am glad that we're having this discussion because anybody who's ever taken one of your classes, you are clearly <laughs> in good shape. You know, you. As we were talking before the show, you were saying that, that you're hitting the speeds that you're calling out when you're on the treadmill, which blows my mind that you can yeah. talk at those speeds. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, because it, you are what you repeatedly do. You are not what you do one time or even a couple yeah. times. You are what you repeatedly do. So I'm, I'm all about enjoying yourself because food is not just as fuel, even though it is for the most part, right? Baseline, yeah. but it's also cultural and fun and traditional and all that good stuff. So, well, Jess, I, I've got that glazed donut look now after <laughs> all this, this talk. Me too. Honestly, me too. So I, this has been so much fun. It's been an honor. I will come say hi when I'm covering a game that, that, that you're at. But I want to do this again, maybe later in the season, and see what you've learned at what you've, you know, the places you've been, you know, what has been your favorite. Because I, I, this show is, is a big college football show. Most of the people listening are psychotic college football fans. I love that you are discovering all of this in real time. And I can't wait to see what connects with you in this community because the, the college football community, look, so you're a basketball person. You said yeah. you, you grew up loving the Patriots. College football is the weirdest, funniest, most interesting sport there is. And I can't wait to find out what you're discovering as you journey through it. Thank you. That means the world. And that's actually what my producer, Jimmy G says too. He just says, I'm so excited to bring your natural curiosity and reactions to, yes. to the campuses. Because I see you taking notes on everything. You're a teacher. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're an I educator am, at heart. I love notebooks. And so I, I'm the, I'm the child of two teachers. So I, wow. you know, I, I, I understand the, the mentality They they were both like, you do anything but teach. And I was like, well, I, I can't be as good as you guys at it. So no, I'm not going to do that. Wow. But, but I am excited because this is such a funky world that you're getting into. So a naturally curious person is going to have a lot of fun in that world. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Well, Jess, Jess Sims, I can't wait to see you on game day. I will probably see you again uh, sometime in the next couple of days uh, on my Perfect. app. So uh, Perfect. Be, be gentle. Thank you, Andy. You're amazing. I love chatting with you. And I'm really, I'm really looking forward to the check-in in a couple weeks or maybe a month or so. Right. Thanks, Jess.